and this was part of the Last Supper. Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it them and said, Take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, And they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is the blood of the New Testament or New Covenant, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink it no more, drink no more of the fruit of thine until the day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And I've shared with you a little belief I have about that. I believe that our Lord's kingdom is in effect now. And I believe that he's, we're here with us. And I believe he observes this in the kingdom as it says. But it says there, as they did eat. Now, uh, what, what I think that was, and of course, you know that the Bible talks about <clears throat> the love feast. In Jude, I think it's the feast of charity that he talks about. And early on, and uh, according to some's belief, they thought that since Jesus ate the Lord's Supper and there was a meal, there was the Passover meal, and then he instituted the Lord's Supper, that what they should do is have a love feast or a meal, and they was getting this all mixed up. I, I believe this was wrong. Of course, you know from reading and studying the book of First and Second Corinthians, that church had a lot of problems. They had a lot of issues. They got a lot of things wrong. And uh, so Paul had to address a whole lot of things. And I believe what was taking place here, and, I, and of course it says in verse 21, For in eating every one of taketh before others his own supper. And so they would gather and they would bring their food and they were going to have, and of course... The Feast of Charity mentioned in the book of Jude is charity being agape love. And so it was actually called a love feast. And what they were doing was mixing that all up. And they thought they was observing the Lord's Supper by bringing their food in there. And those who, uh, who was maybe wealthy enough to afford to bring uh, enough. And of course in Bible days there would be poor, poor people that couldn't hardly afford to bring anything and they were just gathering off to themselves and they was eating their food and uh, of course a part of the uh, a part of the Passover meal and of, uh, uh, the love feast is that they they uh, they used real wine there is no question about that none whatsoever they would not have been a, a Jew that did not do that and that's how they got drunk see some of them were uh, just uh, uh, guzzling and soaking and eating and feasting their food, and it was wrong. And Paul is telling them here, when you meet together, you're not observing the Lord's Supper. And uh, he said that in verse 20, when you come together therefore in one place, this is not to eat the Lord's Supper. And so I'm thankful that we're careful, we're really careful about that. We all take that seriously. All of you that have gathered here tonight, I know you do. You've done as I've done. You've recognized that the only way you're worthy even to worship the Lord is the cleansing power of the blood that's been applied to us. We're aware of that. We wear that in our own self. We are not worthy. As a matter of fact, those who interpret this scripture to mean that, that if you're not worthy, you can't take the Lord's Supper, that what they're what they're saying is they none of us could under those conditions. There's none of us that could do that because we're only worthy in Christ Jesus. That is the only way that we are 
worthy. And so this passage of Scripture is telling us that there's a way that the Lord's Supper could be observed that we wouldn't be observing the Lord's Supper. Just like he's saying this to them. And of course, in a little while, uh, I'll be sharing with you the Scripture verses that follow that because Paul tells them how to do it, how it was to be done. And, um, and uh, another thing that is pointed out here, uh, of course, one of the uh, restrictions of the Lord's Supper, uh, of course, I mentioned baptism. Uh, baptism is necessary. Baptism is the first ordinance. In the Scripture, when they are uh, spoken of, baptism always comes first. There is no way an unbaptized person can take the Lord's Supper. They cannot do it. And so, baptism is required. And so, that's one of the restrictions related to the Lord's Supper. And, of course, you know that I believe and I teach and the church believes it too. I've never had anybody to argue the point with me because it says here in verse 18, first of all, when you come together in the church, in the church, I hear, and he says, uh, goes on to talk about what he had heard. When you come together in church, the Lord's Supper is a church ordinance. It is not to be administered by anybody else under any other condition. It is a church ordinance. Uh, there's a person that I know really well, uh, lives in the county, and he was telling me one time that uh, he, it was a great blessing for him to take the Lord's Supper and go visit people in their home and, and administer the Lord's Supper to them. And, of course, you know I would disagree with that. Now, that doesn't mean... Now, folks, we all know and understand the church is not this building. We're thankful for this building. I'm so thankful for this building. And uh, you all know I hate to preach to empty pews, but we got more than we used to have. And so we got to work hard and try to get them filled up. I was telling somebody a while ago that, uh, you know, when this COVID thing's over, they'll be, we'll have standing room only. And, and I'm, I'm an optimist. I believe, I believe that. I just believe one of these, I believe one of these days, the Spirit of the Lord is going to start moving. There'll be people just beating the way to the church to, to meet together. I believe that and look forward to that. We need a great revival in America. We really do. And we very well could have one. And I pray for that. So he says when you come together in the church. Now that he wasn't talking about when you meet in the building. The building's not the church. The building is uh, the church is us. And we will gather together here we assemble, and the Bible says that's important, the way we assemble together. That's very clearly taught in the Scripture, that we assemble together. One of the things I've just hated about the COVID thing is that it's hindered us from assembling together. It didn't hinder me. I'll be right here. Hey, listen, I want to tell you something. I'd let you cough right in my face if I was in church with you. <laughs> I just don't, I believe the Lord takes care of us. I, you know, you might think I, I'm crazy, but I just trust him. I just really trust him. I don't mean we act foolishly, and we need to be careful about how we act and everything related to that. But when he said in the church, it is when the church is assembled together. That's what it's talking about there. And so we find that. Then there's another thing that's mentioned, and I'll, I'll mention that right briefly. Uh, there's a setting under which a church cannot take the Lord's Supper. And he says this, verse 18, I hear that there are divisions among you, and I partly believe it, 
for there must be heresies among you. And so there was a problem there. And what the Bible is saying is you, you can't take the Lord's Supper under conditions like that. There was a time back years ago in a church that I pastored and I hate it. I hate division. I hate. I just really do. I, I hate that. And, uh, but there was a problem and there was division. And I got up and I said, I, I'm not going to lead the church in observing the Lord's Supper until we, we can get that straightened out. You know, because this is a restriction. This is something that should not ever happen in the Lord's church. And it need not happen. And so there's some restrictions that are taught us in the Scripture. And I think maybe the next time I'll pick that same uh, subject back up and share with you some more. Let's bow together. Father, we praise you and thank you for this privilege we've had to share a little bit about this passage of Scripture and how that it's possible for a church to observe the Lord's Supper and not observe the Lord's Supper. It's a serious matter. Help us, O Lord, to take it more seriously. And Father, those you've saved, you've given a desire down deep in their very soul to please you in all that they do and all they think and all they say. So, Father, we thank you for that. And as I've been preaching on Sunday morning, I believe that it is the power of your grace that is in us. And we thank you for that. So I thank you, Father, for people who really want to please you and do those things that are pleasing in your sight and in line with the Word of God. So bless us, Lord, as we sing a closing hymn for this part of our service. And we ask you, dear God, to lead us and guide us in the remainder tonight. In Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. And Brother Aaron's going to lead us, and if you would stand together with me, and we'll sing this closing number. If you'll turn to 604.